of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello, everyone. And we wrapped up our trip to Progressive Field on Tuesday. Really cool stadium. It is a very cool stadium. And we will have more on that in our stadium reviews at homerunonwheels.com. But coming up after this word from Children's Hope Alliance is an interview we did Wednesday with Dan Buffa, who is a St. Louis Cardinals columnist for KSDK, the NBC television affiliate in St. Louis, as well as a bona fide film critic. And we will talk the National League Central and baseball movies with Dan Buffa right after this. Any child should be able to at least go to a foster home and experience the family. After a traumatic past, Briar was fostered and adopted through Children's Hope Alliance. I felt like God chose this place, and I feel like when he opened the door for them being my foster parents, he also opened the door for them being my mom and dad. There are kids right now in your community waiting for someone like you to open their hearts and home. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. You've seen everybody else have a family. I remember just like, you know, like saying, what's wrong with me, you know? Josh spent 16 years in DSS custody after unthinkable abuse and neglect. He came to Children's Hope Alliance last year to join our independent living program to help him transition into adulthood. I'm thankful being an independent living of the Children's Hope Alliance because I don't know where else I would be. Independent living is just one of nearly 30 programs at Children's Hope Alliance. Visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate to learn how to help kids like Josh. Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. This is Ron and Patty and... Uh... On the phone with us now is St. Louisan Dan Buffa. He's a radio contributor to KFNS and WGNU Radio there in St. Louis, as well as a contributing writer on the NBC affiliate in St. Louis, KSDK. Dan, how's it going? What's going on, man? I'm just trying to stay tight here and Basically, what went from spring to summer really fast here in St. Louis, where we're, we're pretty much melting over here. Well, I think on the East Coast, it kind of like went from winter to summer. Oh man, that, that's a fierce jump. That's like uh, that's like going from Game of Thrones to Baywatch. That, that's tough. <laughs> man. That's tough. But yeah, it's pretty hot here. It, it was like uh, it was. It didn't want to. They didn't want to stop being winter. Then all of a sudden, it was spring for a week, and then it jumped right in like to the nineties here. So pretty hot, and also just dry, very dry. Dan is a uh, huge baseball fan, and when it, the things he writes about for KSDK is mostly St. Louis Cardinals, but he's also the film critic extraordinaire. So we're going to talk a little baseball, and then we're going to talk some baseball movies with Dan. And Dan, what do you make of the NL Central so far this year? Man, you know, I, I think I, people that wanted to anoint the Cubs, the, the new sheriffs in town, I think that, that they're going to be they're mistaken with the first started this season because the Brewers and uh, even the Pirates had a little bit of a share of the lead there. I think it's anybody's game, man. I mean, and the scary thing that the Cardinals front off this week is that the Brewers can actually pitch. They have a good bullpen, and the Cardinals are still trying to get healthy. So 
at this point, I still think it's going to come down to which team makes a trade at the deadline to put themselves over the top because they're all right in that pool of maybe six, seven, eight games over 500, and they're all contending there. But whoever makes a trade, either for a bat or an arm, is really going to put – I mean, I don't doubt that Theo Epstein in Chicago is going to do it, but I do think the Brewers are for real. And I think the idea that the Cubs are going to dominate this thing for many years, that's been destroyed this year. I think it's anybody's game. Cardinals got a lot of young pitching. The Brewers can hit and pitch. And the Cubs, well, the Cubs just whine a lot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> That's the Cubs for you. <laughs> now, I also know you're not a huge fan of Mike Matheny. Do you think this is his last year as the Cardinals manager? You know, if they miss the playoffs, it has to be. But if they make the playoffs, I mean, he's got a contract that runs at least a couple more years. So they've made every move they can without taking him out of there. They've shuffled the coaching staff. They brought back Willie McGee and Jose Oquendo. They have a new pitching coach who probably hates him. You know, Mike McKinney goes, hey, Mike Maddox, it's uh, like, no, we're not doing that, Mike. No, we're not making that change. <laughs> so that's basically But I think they made every move they can without firing him. So three years in a row, if they don't make the playoffs, you're going to have to think that's going to have to be, the seat's going to get too hot. He's going to have to be out of there. Yeah, we had Derek Gould on the podcast uh, a couple months ago. Oh, cool. Derek's great. He is. And he, he kind of said the same thing. This is a make or break year for Mike Matheny because in St. Louis, they play for October. They really do. I mean, in John Mosaic, I mean, he, he, he may be riding the youth movement, you know, he may be riding the youth when it comes to his pitching, but he still wants to win. I mean, this. If you mention rebuild the mode, it'll give you like that long stare, like, uh, no, that's not what we do here. We are going to win and win. I mean, that's just Mo. He's, he's a businessman, but he wants to compete. He doesn't want to take many years off. So Cardinals have gotten close, and they've missed. And, you know, two wild card spots. If you don't miss the playoffs, there's something wrong with the organization. You miss it three years in a row when you're not trying to miss it. Because now we have all this tanking stuff going on in the major league. So Cardinals are not doing that. But three years in a row, they're going to have to make a big change. You can't just keep reshuffling the coaching staff and then annoying your your big, you know, big dumb animal at, at the top. Which team do you think kind of like made the best offseason move this year? I'm a, a Christian Yelich is con- contributing for the Brewers. Uh, the Yankees are hitting a ton of home runs. The uh, Red Sox are playing extremely well. The Angels added Shohei Otani, who's been probably better than expected. Yeah, he's a, he, he's a freak. I mean, I, I, I almost want to say, like, you know, what, what, you're, what, what the Brewers did. The Brewers added Yelich and Lorenzo Cain, who are just a couple disruptors at the top of the lineup. I mean, and they also did that, and they didn't, didn't have to pay a lot of money for those guys. Like, the Yankees brought in Stanton, but they pretty much sold part of the Empire State Building to get him in there. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's so expensive, and you know, Otani. I, I want to think that he's going to help the Angels because you know you got a declining pool, so you got a lot of big offense out there. But they need that pitching, and you know, the Cubs brought in Darvish. I don't know why they did that, but the Brewers—they are a team that can hit. I mean, they hit so many home runs last year, and they have so much power. But they went out and said, you know what? Well, we're going to go get a couple of versatile guys in Yelich and Kane, two guys that I like. Because for the record, back in October, if you said if we can't get Stanton, I would have said I wanted Yelich over Ozuna. I just think Yelich is a better outfielder. He's a lefty with some pop. And then you got Kane, who's a guy that I wanted two years ago. Lorenzo Kane is basically what Peter Borges, what the Cardinals wanted him to be, and he never was. He's a, you know, very athletic outfielder who can hit. So Brewers made some good moves, and what you're seeing now is they can pitch. 
I mean, Junior Guerrero, the guy that pitched today, he's great, man. That guy, when, when they pulled him out of the game, the Cardinals, like, you know, they, they actually started to compete. But uh, the Brewers, they, they made some good low-key moves, and they didn't spend a lot of money doing it. As a Wisconsin native, I like that answer. As it's a Cardinals. Tough, man, because nobody really expected them to do much. Oh, we we'll worry about the Brewers. The Cubs are going to be there. But the Brewers, if they can keep pitching again, like if the Brewers go out and get more pitching at the deadline, it's going to get really, really interesting in the central. Because the Cardinals could have swept the Brewers in the first week of the season if Dominic Leone didn't decide to give up back-to-back home runs. But then this week, the Brewers take two out of three. So the, those are going to be some fun games to watch the rest of the summer. And as a Cardinals fan married to this Brewers fan over here, <laughs> I'm not too happy about it. Oh. I know, it's tough because today, you know, they, they go out and, you know, Michael Waka like, turns back the clock last night and pitches really good. And then they go out today and they go, oh, we just kind of left the bats at the hotel. We're just going right. to we'll, we'll start hitting about the seventh inning. And then, you know, they have a chance in the ninth and the Cardinals, the way they do it, they, they, they like, make a fan bleed out watching a game because they just they get close, but they don't get there. Right. And if you cannot sense the passion in Dan's voice, he's a very, very passionate diehard Cardinals fan. I, I, I watch these. I watch too much baseball. It's really not good for your health. If anybody's watching, there should be like a Surgeon General warning on the next to the MLB logo saying, "Please consider that your health." Because, you know, baseball—it's six months a year they play, and then it's the off season where they're making trades. It never really stops. I mean, unlike other sports, where I think hockey kind of seems to stop for a little bit. Football. Football's pretty draft, much year-round. Takes a break. Yeah. But baseball's every day. I mean, you know, even when the off days, you're sitting there like you know wearing like a you know oxygen machine on your neck. Like, oh man, they're playing tomorrow. <laughs> I get I get caught up. <laughs> well, it's so tough, man. we're we're watching a lot of baseball, and fortunately, we have not had a uh, a rainout yet. But we want to we kind of switch this to uh, baseball movies, and uh, kids are either out of school or going to be out of school soon. Uh, we're after Memorial Day. So if there is a rainout in St. Louis and you can't watch the Cardinals and you want to do a baseball movie marathon with your six-year-old son, Vinny, what are the five like family-friendly baseball movies you're going to pick to watch with your son? I think as far as family-friendly, I mean, that rules out a lot of ones like Major League and Bull Durham where... You know, you have to explain four-letter words to your kid in the first five minutes of the movie. Like, you know, he didn't really mean that. He meant frigging, okay? He meant frigging. Which, let's be clear here, all three of us on the on this call love Bull Durham and the Major oh, League yeah, movies. I love Absolutely. it. I, I actually find myself defending Bull Durham. Like, you know, come on. You have Costner, the Meyer Leagues, you know, lollygaggers. I mean, come on. I mean, he's, he's creating rainouts with, 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 with sprinklers. I mean, come on. It's, it was... You know, he, he's like a... He's like a poet mixed with a baseball player. Come on, Crash Davis. <laughs> it was really cool when we were in Durham and we had uh, the uh, Children's Hope Alliance got 60 tickets from the Durham Bulls. And so we were able to not only go. Oh, that's great. Not only go see a baseball game in Durham, North Carolina, but we had a group of foster kids and their families there with us. And it was awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a great place. I mean, that's one of the places you can go to and you can just feel like you're in that movie again because they, they filmed it there. It's good. I think there's even like a, a special book they made with pictures from the movie, and, and I think they sell it in Durham somewhere where you can, you can buy it. It's a cool book. But yeah, they, they, they kind of let that movie, the, the soul of that movie, really breathe. And really, to answer your question about which movies to watch, I mean, the first one I had to my, had my son watch was Field of Dreams. I think it's a mm-hmm. great movie. I think just the essence of baseball was in that movie, how, you know, you have a, a family whose farm is kind of declining, and they have to make a decision. He goes, look, against all financial odds, I'm going to drive 
drive across the country and pick up Darth Vader and bring him back <laughs> to the farm, and then it's going to fix everything. <laughs> but I think it's just great. I think Costner, you can't go wrong with Kevin Costner and, and, and a sports film, because now we know he can do football, and he can do golf, and you know he's going to do hockey one of these days. It just has to wait for the right script. But uh, I, I like Field of Dreams. I mean, if you have a dry eye at the end of the movie where he asks his father to play catch, I mean, right. he must be the, the coldest person in the world, but it's, <laughs> it's a movie. I'd be at the top of the list. And the second one, I'd say Natural with Robert Redford. I okay. love that movie. You See, have the Patty. guy, the older guy who lost his chance, and now he's coming back as the guy who doesn't age, which is Robert Redford. He's never going to age, <laughs> as my mom says. But uh, Roy Hobbs, you can't beat it. Um, Patty's over here. One, I'm shaking my head. I don't. I did not like that movie. I just watched it in the last couple of months, and I did not like that movie at all. Which one? The Natural. The natural. She doesn't like The Natural, oh, he like man. The natural. He didn't like that. Those loose jerseys and Michael Madsen running through a wall. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> Mr. Blonde in the outfield from Reservoir Dogs trying to play outfield. I mean, that that was almost a small comedy out there. Right? <laughs> I don't know. It was just just you know, the whole shooting Robert Redford in the gut. Exactly it's that. Mean. That's mean. That whole thing. It's like why I don't understand. And then I don't know. I it didn't flow very well for me. Whatever. And but. then uh, the small gloves they wore. Like, how do you catch a baseball in that little bitty <laughs> bitch? My gosh. Oh, but. It's so it's so old fashioned. Everything in that movie is so old. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe Redford does it for me. I don't know. He's just he, he walks on and you know he's he's probably hitting pop ups in reality, but he's hitting the lights out in the stadium and you know <laughs> it's definitely escapist fun for sure. Oh, but, without a doubt. Um, another one I really like is Rookie of the Year, where yes. you have the Cub and God forbid a Cubs fan. You know, <laughs> having a procedure, I guess, with his arm, and he becomes a pitcher. And you have Gary Busey playing like the old, grizzled starting pitcher. I, I always get a kick out of that movie. And it has a cameo of my favorite player as a kid, Pedro Guerrero, striking out. So you can't beat that. It's a little bonus. I, I like Rookie of the Year. I also like The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Yes, The Rookie. I, I love where he throws that ball past that... That speedometer, and he goes, oh, 78, and then he walks past it, and it blinks up, and it's a nine. Like, I, I just love it. And if you're, you know, any parent that watches that movie, I, I, when, when he when you know he goes into the room, and his wife has to say, look, you know, you're that kid's hero. I mean, and, and just the look on Dennis Quaid's face, he's just like, oh, man, he's right. You know, your kid's looking up to you, and... I mean, imagine if you're a kid and your dad's not just a science teacher, he's also a major league baseball pitcher. That's just kind of a cool thing for a guy like me who probably throws about 60 miles per hour when he's mad. <laughs> you know? But uh, no, I mean, that movie's good. There's a lot of emotion in that movie. And Dennis Quaid, another guy who just fails to age. If I age like Dennis Quaid, I think my wife will keep me in the house. <laughs> but there's also another one. I don't know if you still remember uh, Little Big League where the kid buys the twins. I did not like that movie manager, at all. I thought that was a terrible movie. <laughs> You're making it family friendly, so I'm kind of scraping the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Well, how about like, Bad News Bears? That's that's an old classic. Yeah, Bad News. Yeah, Walter Matthau having a beer in the dugout. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I really liked, and maybe you don't. And I mean, this is a guy that, that kind of, it's kind of a polarizing guy for critics, but I loved Hardball with Keanu Reeves. I Pat, did too. Patty mentioned that. I'm I'm kind of so so on it. I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but I also the, didn't love it. The part at the end where, man, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a part where one of the kids, 
you know, okay, I'm going to say one of the kid dies. Okay, and every time I watch it, I just get so sad. But I, I think I don't know. I kind of bought it. This guy is kind of a mess up. He can't do anything good in life, and he coaches these kids. And I like that they didn't make Keanu Reeves really emote too much. Just let him be Keanu Reeves. You know, minus the John Wick killing, of course. But I mean, you know, and Diane Lane's in it. Whenever in doubt, put Diane Lane in a movie. I, I, she's she's just great. But uh, no, I, that that one's one. If it comes on, I I pretty much been lost for the next hour and a half. What about Angels in the Outfield? Oh, Danny Glover, man, come on, you can't beat it. Joseph Gordon Levitt. That, that, that's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for me. Oh, really? <laughs> I love yeah, that movie. I don't know. I but, watch it and... I, dude, the world got introduced to Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, my gosh. The guy that, that just does, can't really make a bad decision these days. But, uh, no, I, I haven't seen it in a while. I will say that. But maybe we got to watch that next. But, yeah, definitely one of the... Yeah, Hardball and, and, and that, of course. And that, But I think Field of Dreams has to be on the list for any father or mother to show their kid. Because here you go. This is where it starts. All right, so here's, here's my top five. For like oh, okay. family-friendly baseball movies. At number five, I've got Trouble with the Curve. Oh yeah, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, good stuff. Number four, The Rookie. We already talked about that one. Yeah. Number three, Sugar. I I think Sugar is one of the most underrated baseball movies. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, people. I mean, even I almost forgot about that. And I've watched it. It's a very uh, honest movie about about uh, you know that that you know, making that trip from, from, you know, overseas to trying to make it in this league and really being by yourself. And that was the thing I got the most that movie, he, he was so lonely over yeah. in, in, in uh, the United Iowa. States. He didn't have any friends. Yeah, and, and, and I actually think, especially, like, if uh, you're trying to, like, inspire a kid, especially the kids we're trying to work with, with the, you know, kids in the foster system, that to for them to watch that movie and how this guy perseveres and, and is overcoming yeah, it, 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 adversity after adversity... Um, but he's he's got this single-minded focus on on trying to make it as a major league baseball player. Yeah, because there's so many times in that movie that guy's story. He kind of just said, "Okay, I'm done. I mean, I tried. Just you know, let's go work at a shop or somebody." Keeps going, and yeah, it's very inspiring. And then uh, "Feel the Dreams" is my number two. We already talked about that, but uh, my number one, another Kevin Costner movie. Can you guess what it is? Oh, oh, for love of the game. There you go. Great stuff, Billy Chapel. And, 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 and who was the, the, the announcer, the real-life announcer, was calling that game? I can't, he's, he's an older guy. It's not Vince Scully, or was it Vince Scully? Who, who called that game in the I, movie? I can't remember. Or he's like, he's, you know, Billy Chappell's pulling down from the start. He's trying to search for that one last pitch. It's so good, because there's so many of those Billy Chappells in the major leagues. You know, like Wainwright is kind of like a Billy Chappell right now. He's trying to make that one last comeback before he knows he's done, but... I thought, again, yeah, that's a good choice. And, you know, Kelly Preston, I mean, I don't think Travolta deserves her. She's beautiful. <laughs> She's talented, too. You know, I, I, I think I, I'd chase her through a park, too, even if I wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> uh, now, now, wait. now Pat, Patty's top five differs from mine a little bit. Well, Okay, all right, let's hear them. Well, I would say that... You know, again, it's hard when you're trying to make them family-friendly, right? Yeah, but it's very hard. I, I had Bad News Bears that I mentioned. I had Major League. I don't care. I'm showing my kid this movie. Oh, Major League is so funny. I mean, it just... And there's so much truth in that movie. I just love it where you go, this guy's dead. We'll cross him <laughs> off the list then. It's just a crazy movie. And it's a St. Louis thing. You can say, hey, Tom Berger from Missouri. There, there you go. go. And of course, Field of Dreams, um, oh, yeah. and and of course, 
you're both killing me. You haven't mentioned, you kind of mentioned it, The Sandlot, of course. Oh, yeah. That's oh, one of my Sandlot, favorite movies yeah, of all time. Sandlot, for sure. That's almost a given. I was trying right. to come up with, like, the most, like, they're, they're not going to think of these stinkers. But The Sandlot, did you see, did you, if you happen to watch the, the, the Facebook Live, which is a terrible idea, but they're still doing it. They, in the spring training, the Brewers actually recreated the Sandlot scene. Yes, yes that was an awesome video. That was that awesome. That was pretty cool. I, I, I got to give them props. They, they, they really went all in with that whole thing. That was funny. And then I actually have on my list uh, 42 because I think it's a good oh, message. Yeah, I don't know if a kid will get it, but it's a good message. He can do – I think I think he, he's going to play every legendary African-American figure in the world. He's played, what, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall – uh, I mean T'Challa, of course. We <laughs> all know how legendary he is. Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> right. I mean Harrison Ford in that movie. He's so good. Yeah. Where he walks up to him and when he's when he's getting treated and he just tells him why he loves the game so much. I, I mean Harrison Ford should just retire on that. <laughs> he's so good in that movie as Branch Rickey. He, he is now. I you know you got St. Louis ties so. There's yeah, a, man, there, yeah. There's a St. Louis uh, native actor who did a baseball movie a couple years ago, Million Dollar Arm. What do you think of that one with John Oh, I, I, I like that movie. And, and that's actually a, a family-friendly movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that was a complete John Hamm vehicle. And it was actually <clears throat> a great story. He took these two guys who played cricket, who never played baseball before, made them, J.B. Bernstein, made them into baseball players. Yeah, and what I love about John it is that it, this, this stuff actually happened. With it the, did. With, I, I with I the Pittsburgh like, Pirates. They didn't. They didn't change much either. He really went over there and just got the. They they pitched in the Pirates organization. It's amazing. Now, there's a movie that I have kind of a soft spot for because it's like the only baseball movie I know of where the Milwaukee Brewers are like the featured team, and that's Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bernie Mac, the late Bernie Mac. It still feels weird to say that. I know, right? I know that he wasn't a young guy, but. It just seems like he just left in a hurry when he had that illness. But, yeah, it's funny. Bernie Mac can make anything funny. I think Bernie Mac is what Kevin Hart is really trying to be, but I think he's trying too hard. I mean, just crossing over into movies. But Bernie Mac didn't try too hard. He was just so funny. You know, he he, he look at he look at the screen with, that, with those big old bug eyes and kind of scare the crap out of you. <laughs> you know what I, I loved about the how Hollywood loves to make baseball movies, but... You got so many teams represented in various baseball movies. I mean, uh, we we talked about the rookie. You've got the Tampa Bay Rays for love of the game. The Detroit Tigers. The Scout is another movie I know most people don't like, but I actually like it with uh, yeah with with Albert Brooks and uh, Brent Brendan Fraser. That's the Yankees. Of course, the Yankees are in a lot of movies, including Pride of the Yankees. We can't forget that one with Gary Cooper. Yeah. It's an awesome movie about Lou Gehrig. And then also like you know a great movie that I don't think it's really family friendly, but Eight Men Out with uh, you know yeah with the White Sox White there. Sox, yeah. Sweeney, yeah, and then you know John Cusack. Man, it's good. Stuff. Uh, 61 is another movie that was a, a, oh, a great yeah. movie, but focuses on the Yankees, obviously, with Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. But I just uh, love it where they're sitting there and he goes, Are, are we feuding? Well, the, the heck with you then. You know, they're, they're <laughs> Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris are sitting there having a couple beers and they're like, Wait a minute, are we feuding? Oh, yeah, okay, we'll forget you then. That's good stuff. And, and Barry, Barry Pepper is so good in that movie. Oh, he's phenomenal in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't think he had it. I mean, I, I knew Thomas Jane's pretty good in a lot of stuff, but Barry Pepper, man, he kind he created something different in that movie. Yeah, and like with with, with Moneyball, you got the the telling of the Oakland A's and. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, there's one you I think you're gonna get to, that is a movie with Jimmy Fallon 
and of, Drew Barrymore. And, and wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Weep of, I, I, I have erased that movie from memory. It's not <laughs> any good. Sorry, so, Red Sox fans. So it, they filmed Dan, on, exactly. I mean, I that's there. There's a reason that I hated that, that movie. Scene, He's going to talk I, about I, it right I'm now. I'm up on the scoreboard, and I am soaking in that last scene where they're on the field. Like, yeah, we won. If I want to know if Ballon was there, I want to tackle him and throw him into a trash can. <laughs> But I will say, I, I did dig those two in that movie, though. Because take away the Red Sox thing, and I, I did kind of, I, I liked Fallon and, and Drew Barrymore. I think they had some chemistry. Yeah, and I love the two of them, and I love that movie for those reasons, but then I hate it for the same reason. Because I was at that game as well, and that was not I fun. Just, I, I just love the way that he makes his friends start doing it. He makes his friends start dancing for, like, the games. He's, you know, that they're wearing, like, baseball equipment as they're recruiting to see who which goes to which games. <laughs> right. It's just funny. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Jimmy Fallon, I think he's an acquired taste, but I do think that he was good in that movie. So, Dan, what do you, uh, uh, we're kind of, we got to, you know, we're going to wrap this up, but what do you think is, like, the the one baseball movie that should just be, like, never, ever shown again? For me, it's Summer Catch with Freddie Prinze Jr. Yeah, the more I watch that movie, the more it just, I mean, Matthew Lillard is, like, the catcher. It's just tough. And Jessica Beale is basically, like, like, a wooden box in that movie. She couldn't, she can't emote, she can't do much. But, uh, yeah, I think that that's a good pick. I'm trying to think of this one that it's terrible, but, I mean, that one is something that every time you watch it, it gets worse. I mean, it's just... <laughs> um, I, I'd say the Major League 3, like I just mentioned with Walter Goggins playing uh, that, uh, that that phenom hitter and Scott Bakula, I think that's a very... I, I almost want to take that out of the Major League series. Like Was that the talent. return to the minors one? Yeah, he went to the minors. And yeah, okay. Scott Bakula, who, you know, is playing this coach, and then, you know, Boyd Crowder, or I call him like Walter Goggins, plays the, the, the slugger that he has to mature. But, uh, yeah, that, that needs to be taken away. Major League 2 is bad, but it was kind of a, a an okay bad. Like, you can watch it, right. and still, you know, Corbin Bernstein not wanting to get hit by the pitch, and Tom Berenger telling him to. It's just funny. Well, there's a... But, uh, there's a what most would consider a bad baseball movie that I absolutely love, and I will watch it just about every time it's on, and that's Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. Oh, Tom, come on, Tom Selleck, man. Every man, when he's born, should just want to be look, look like and sound like Tom Selleck. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That mustache. Truth. I mean, he, he, the guy, you know, Magnum P.I., I mean, come on. I mean, it's like Magnum P.I. playing a baseball player. Come on. Right. Now, what do you yeah, think I of mean, uh, John Goodman, I, another St. Louis native? What do you think of John Goodman playing Babe Ruth in The Babe? Babe Ruth, yeah. I think yeah, he, he played the heck out of Babe Ruth, man. I mean, I, I didn't really think that he, that he could hit a baseball like that, but him walking around, or even towards the end when they showed like the years where he started really getting sick and he was drinking too much, I, I thought John Goodman really played that role well. I think if you wanted to add a sixth movie into uh, your Vinny movie marathon, like uh, during a weekend or a game, you should expose them to the ladies and watch a league of their own. Oh man, that's a great Tom movie. Hank. Tom Hanks, one of his most underrated roles is Jimmy Dugan. And you I mean, know? dude, how often? Just like if you're at a baseball game or watching a baseball game, do you hear or do you maybe even do it yourself? Do you just yell out, "There's no crying in baseball"? Yeah, artist. You know, even when you're if you're, you're playing a softball, they get, the guy doesn't hit the cutoff. You go, come here, come here, and you just start doing that thing with your hands, or you start shaking your hands, going, Evelyn, Evelyn. <laughs> it's just so great. Oh, he's, he's 
tipping his cap at the crowd. And he goes, yeah, I hate you, whatever. <laughs> he's just doing this for the money. It's a great Tom Hanks performance. He's The one thing people forget about Tom Hanks is that he's so funny, and if they let him be. He doesn't have to be so serious in his movies, but he's so funny in that. He goes, and the best line, he goes, you know, it's just supposed to be hard. It's the hard that makes baseball great. Every baseball fan should be nodding during that scene. Mm-hmm, for sure, man. Well, dude, this was fun. And we really appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the uh, baseball season. And uh, don't get too stressed out about it, Dan. I won't. Uh, we're almost a third of the way. And I haven't been pacing on my front porch yet. So that's a good thing. <laughs> All right, dude. That was Dan Buffa, film critic extraordinaire and baseball writer in St. Louis. Thanks a lot, Dan, for coming on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. No problem, man. <laughs>